Thank you for supporting Daily Tech Headlines directly. Now begins your ad-free episode. These are the Daily Tech Headlines for Tuesday, January 12, 2021. I'm Rich Trafalino. We got an avalanche of CES news in the past 24 hours, so let's dive in. LG announced new TV soundbars in all-in-one designs. The QP5 Eclair is 11.7 inches wide with dedicated Dolby Atmos speakers and a wireless subwoofer coming in June or July. The SP7 includes tuning by audio company Meridian and DTS Virtual X at 440 watts. And there's the high-end SP11, 9, and 8 models that are compatible with Google and Amazon Voice and include Chromecast and AirPlay. LG also announced new OLED TVs. The top-of-the-line Z1 series adds a 77-inch 8K model to the existing 88-inch one. The G1 series now includes the Evo panel, which adds a new layer of green for extra brightness. The remotes on the Z and G series now have dedicated buttons for Amazon, Google, and LG voice assistants. The C series adds an 83-inch model and new processors, and LG changed the name of the entry-level series from B to A. Samsung announced the Galaxy Upcycling program that lets people use older Galaxy smartphones as smart home devices. A new software update lets users choose from functions like a baby monitor, ambient light sensor for automatically turning on your smart lights, and more. Then there's the JetBot 90 AI Plus robot vacuum that combines LiDAR sensors with cameras using Intel on-device image recognition to identify objects down to 5 nanometers and adjust how it cleans or avoids them. Samsung also showed off an update to BotCare, a robotic assistant and companion first seen at CES 2019. Samsung showed BotCare automatically opening up a screen for a video call, very 2020 of them. The company also showed off BotHandy, meant to be an extension of you in your kitchen, living room, or anywhere else you made an extra hand in your home. The tall, thin, black-and-white robot has two large digital eyes with a single arm that can pivot like a shoulder, elbow, and wrist, shown picking up laundry, loading the dishwasher, setting the table, even pouring you a glass of wine. It moves around on a rolling base Johnny Five style. No word on how close it is to production. Samsung also announced its latest mobile processor, the Exynos 2100 5G, its first chip with an integrated 5G, both sub-6 gigahertz and millimeter wave supported. Samsung claims the 8-core processor offers 10% better performance and 20% lower power usage compared to the outgoing Exynos 990, using three ARM Cortex-A78 cores, four ARM Cortex-A5 cores, and a custom ARM Cortex-X1 core. It's paired with a Mali G78 MP14 GPU and a new tri-core neural processing unit. No word on what device would get the new chip first. TCL announced the next paper, an 8.88-inch tablet that uses a full-color reflective display with no backlight. TCL claims the 1440x1080 display reduces eye strain and is 65% more power efficient than a traditional LCD with better contrast than e-ink. The tablet runs Android 10 and also includes an 8-megapixel rear-facing, 5-megapixel front-facing cameras, 5,500 mAh battery with Wi-Fi and 4G modems. The next paper ships in April 2021 for 349 euros in Europe, Africa, the Middle East, Latin America, and Asia. TCL also announced its TCL wearable display will come out this year. It offers two full HD OLED displays with a 140-degree field of view and a small processor to run the screens, drawing power from a USB-C connection, and is designed to be worn over regular glasses. TCL says a bundle will include a phone and a content subscription. TCL also said it will release at least five new phones this year, announcing the TCL 25G and TCL 20SE. The 25G runs on the new Snapdragon 690 5G that supports sub-6 GHz. It's available in Italy now with a broader launch plan for early 2021 for €299. The 20SE, meanwhile, uses the Snapdragon 460 chipset and starts at €149. 
TCL also announced the Alto R1, the first soundbar built on the wireless Roku TV Ready spec. It comes out later in 2021. And TV-wise, TCL is launching its third-generation mini-LED backlighting, dubbed OD0. That name is because there are zero millimeters between the backlight layer and the LCD panel. TCL also announced 85-inch TVs and a QLED version with 120Hz HDMI input support. It also announced it will release TVs running Google TV OS later this year. And of course, it wouldn't be CES without a prototype. TCL showed off a 17-inch rollable printed OLED display. The demo version pulls out like a scroll. TCL envisions it being useful for things like maps while on a hike and might someday be used in TVs, foldables, and commercial displays. Qualcomm announced the 3D Sonic Sensor Gen 2 in-screen ultrasonic fingerprint sensor. It's supposedly 50% faster than the previous version and covers 70% more area. It's 8mm by 8mm, which is not quite the size of most fingerprints, but bigger than the previous 9 by 4mm version. Intel announced four new processor families, including 50 different processor variants coming in 2021. Intel expects 500 PCs to be introduced this year, running on one of the new processors. The vPro platform has 27 variants for thin and light business laptops. Among security precautions are AI-best threat detection against ransomware and crypto mining and Intel control flow enforcement for attacks that usually evade software-only solutions. vPro promises 23% faster productivity app processing over the competition like AMD. The Evo vPro will combine security and manageability from vPro with the Evo Mobility platform. Look for it in the line of Intel Evo Chromebooks. There's also six N-series 10 nanometer Intel Silver and Celeron processors targeted education systems. They promise 35% better app performance and 78% better graphics performance. Then there's the 11th gen Intel Core H series for what it calls ultra-portable gaming built on Intel's Tiger Lake H35 10 nanometer Superfin architecture and process. This allows gaming in 16 millimeter thick laptops with support for Thunderbolt 4, Z Graphics, and PCI Express Gen 4. There's three models that feature four core eight thread CPUs with 28 to 35 watt power draw. The flagship is an Intel Core i7 special edition with up to five gigahertz turbo speeds. Acer, Asus, MSI, and Vio announced H35-powered systems. Expect 42 gaming laptop designs to run in the H-series with parts by March. Coming later in 2021 will be 11th-gen Rocket Lake S-series desktop processors with 19% more instructions per cycle than the i9-11900K, launching in Q1. Intel also demonstrated its 12th-generation Alder Lake processors during the second half of the year, Alder Lake will be the first chip built on the enhanced version of the 10 nanometer Superfin manufacturing tech. It will combine new high-power cores called Golden Lake with efficient Gracemont cores in a similar architecture to ARM's Big Little tech. Intel intends to use Alder Lake for use in mobile devices, laptops, and desktops, similar to Apple's M1 chips. Intel also announced it started production on 10 nanometer Xeon scalable processors for servers, with volume ramping up later in Q1. Sony announced new Bravia XR TVs that'll let users stream movies in high quality through the Bravia Core platform. Sony's PureStream will stream Sony Pictures movies at 80 megabits per second. That means UHD Blu-ray quality lossless streaming. Users get a different number of credits based on the model of TV that can be used for movies. Sony also showed off virtual concert technology. In a demonstration, artist Madison Beer performed as a virtual avatar in a virtual Sony Hall in New York in front of virtual fans. Beer was in a studio wearing a VR suit to do the performance. A full Madison Beer concert will be accessible on PlayStation VR and Oculus VR later this winter. Sony also showed off its AirPeak quadcopter with Sony's alpha mirrorless camera and AI image stabilization for filmmakers. It includes two landing arms that lift on takeoff. The AirPeak will launch this spring. 
Sony also showed off an update to its Vision S prototype car and now has 40 sensors for 360-degree awareness. A video also shows a voice assistant, gesture control, video games, 5G connectivity, and wireless software updates. Partners include Bosch, Continental, AI Motive, Electrobit, Valio, Vodafone, ZF Group, Here, NVIDIA, Qualcomm, and BlackBerry QNX. Magnus Steyer's president announced the contract automobile manufacturer will continue its partnership with Sony on the car. AT&T updated its website to say it's no longer taking new subscribers for its AT&T TV Now streaming service and is being merged with its AT&T TV broadband delivered service, more similar to traditional cable offerings. Existing AT&T TV Now subscribers will continue to have access to the service. The service was initially launched in 2016 as Direct TV Now, peaking at 1.86 million subscribers in the third quarter of 2018. The Japanese health startup Quantum Operation demoed a prototype wearable it claims can accurately measure blood sugar from the wrist without breaking the skin. The device uses a small spectrometer to measure blood sugar and also packs in ECG and heart rate sensors, able to display data within 20 seconds of being put on. Quantum expects to sell the devices to insurers and healthcare providers. Engadget notes, though, that in side-by-side data compared to a commercial finger prick monitor supplied by Quantum, there did seem to be a substantial variation between the two. The UK-based startup Lasso Loop Recycling announces working on a prototype appliance to handle recycling. The boxy appliance looks similar to a dishwasher with a vertical slot for depositing items. Inserted items will be scanned by sensors and cameras to determine if it can actually be recycled. Non-recyclable items will be ejected, while recyclable materials will be steam cleaned to remove leftover food, labels, and other substances, then ground down. When the appliance's storage is full, you can order curbside collection through a smartphone app. Lasso says the prototype should be completed later in Q1, but according to CEO Aldous Hicks, a final product might not be ready until 2033, with a projected cost of $3,500. PopSockets announced they'll be releasing MagSafe-compatible phone holders for the iPhone 12 lineup, starting with its popular PopGrip. There's also a PopWallet Plus planned, which is a wallet case with a PopGrip on the back. There's also two mounts planned, a multi-surface mount and a car one, both of which will work with existing PopSocket mounts. The new pop grips will arrive in the spring, with the new mounts coming in the summer. Lenovo announced the ThinkPad X1 Titanium Yoga, a 0.4-inch thick 2-in-1 laptop the company says is its thinnest ThinkPad ever. It offers a 13.5-inch 2K 450-nit display, 11th-gen Intel processors with Evo certification, a 5G modem, IR camera, and fingerprint readers for Windows Hello, and weighs 2.5 pounds. It's available later in January, starting at $1,899. Lenovo also announced the ThinkPad X12 Detachable, a 12.3-inch tablet with a detachable backlit keyboard that's less than 9mm thick and 2.5 pounds with the keyboard attached. It uses Intel's 11th-gen processors as well with 5G capability and certified with MIL-SPEC 810G to withstand shock, temps, and spills. It also arrives later in January for $1,149. GM launched a new business unit called BrightDrop, designed to give commercial customers access to electric and connected products. At launch, BrightDrop will offer customers an electric van called the EV600 with a 250-mile range, as well as a propulsion-assisted electric pallet system called EP1 designed to move goods over short distances. BrightDrop is also developing a suite of software tools to offer commercial clients to help manage EV fleets and will set up a dealer network to help customers set up charging infrastructure. FedEx is the first announced customer and will receive the first EV600 van shipments by the end of 2021. The auto supplier Aptiv announced a new advanced driver assistance system designed to work across a range of vehicles with support for over-the-air updates. 
The platform can scale from subcompacts to full-size sedans with only the need to scale the number of sensors as vehicle size changes. Aptive claims that by using a pre-validated platform, it could save automakers 20-30% in building level 1-3 to autonomous vehicles compared to its previous solutions. And finally, Facebook updated its Access Your Information tool, providing users with more granular look at their data. Previously, the tool had two general categories, your information and information about you. Now it offers your activity across Facebook, friends and followers, preferences, personal information, logged information, ads information, apps and website off of Facebook, and security and login information. Each of these offers additional subcategories, and a search function has been added. The update also provides basic explainers about how data collected can be used to personalize your Facebook experience. Remember, for more discussion of the tech news of the day, subscribe to Daily Tech News Show at dailytechnewsshow.com. And remember to rate and review Daily Tech Headlines wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. And from all of us here at Daily Tech Headlines, remember, have a super sparkly day.